1: What an absolutely enormous day for the Chicago Bulls. Welcome into the Windy City Podcast. Yours truly, Mark Carmen, Brian Beto, coming up. Let's recap. The Bulls now have Nikola Vucevic, Al Farouk Amino, Troy Brown, Daniel Tice, Javante Green, $1.3 million from the Boston Celtics. 250000 from the Washington Wizards. Gone are Otto Porter, Wendell Carter Jr., couple of first-round draft picks, Daniel Gafford, Luke Cornett, and Chandler Hutchinson. See you later to one and all. I will miss Wendell the most. I thought that he comported himself in a first-class manner. Unfortunately... He just never really fit and fit less once Billy Donovan got here. But I'm a buyer on Wendell. We'll get into that with uh, Beto coming on up here. Uh, But this is uh, a better basketball team now. There's no doubt about it. How far, how high up can they go? That ultimately is the question. But uh, they did get better today, and I think more so than anything else As talking to Bulls fans and people around the league. Number one, way more active than the Pax and Gar regime. They weren't sitting back. They were absolutely ready to act and you know, put their fingerprints all over the team. Now, early going, by the way, Gar-Pax, they made a ton of moves. So uh, I guess supposedly this is somewhat similar. But in recent memory, it feels like, oh, thank God, the Bulls at least are being active again. Also, Nikola Vucevic, and This is a big-time offensive player. Can play in the post, can shoot the three, 24 points a night, decent rebounder, straight awful defender. But it is going to make them a lot more fun to watch. And I expect the Bulls to make the playoffs. I do. And when you look at the, their record and where they're sitting in the bunched-up Eastern Conference and injuries uh, mainly to – LaMelo Ball in Charlotte, you would think, and the Celtics just falling away. Daniel Tice is an interesting pickup. A little toughness, a little rebounding, can shoot it decently, finish at the rim. Uh, The Celtics had to get underneath a luxury tax. I think that was a great pickup. He is a free agent at the end of the year, so it's a little bit all-in, but I do think it makes him better this year. And who knows uh, what's on the table in the Eastern Conference this season. It it does feel at least slightly wide open. I know the Nets are out there, uh, but I don't know. Uh, a lot of injuries in Brooklyn. And if you want to really, really dream it big, and Miami adding Victor Oladipo, maybe they're much more in the mix now as well. But super interesting. Uh, Beto coming up here. A reminder DeWindy City Podcast. Honorable's trade deadline is brought to you by Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com. Get yourself the Lawnmower 3.0 kit. Got the LED lights, so you can take care of your manscaping below the belt zones in the shower. At any point in time, you can see clearly down there, no nicks, no bruises, no nothing, just clean, shaven, beautifulness. And uh, yes, I have it. I love it. And if you want to support the podcast, that's the best way to do it. Go to manscaped.com, put in that code. Fan side of twenty, and get yourself set up. You get twenty percent off. You get the free shipping, and you get the lawnmower three kit delivered to your door. The Windy City Chicago Bulls podcast with Brian Beato starts right now. Showtime! You told me that Otto Porter was going to be a dynamic player. You thought that the Bobby Portis and who else did they give up in that deal? That just Jibari slipped my Parker. mind. Judge Bari Parker, right? I don't know how Jabari Parker just slipped my mind. Very busy day in the NBA. You told me that Otto Porter was going to change the Bulls' fortunes. And now, I think, Brian Beto, you're saying that Nikola Vucevic is going to change the Bulls'
2: fortunes. Am I right? He did change the Bulls' fortunes. Absolutely. The Otto Porter trade, while I was thinking he'd be a better player than what he turned out to be, was not about Otto Porter, which I talked to you via text earlier today that trade was about the bulls were so far off so far off bobby portis was about to head into free agency you know how much i love bobby portis i love the guy great bench player great energy can score they were about to hit free agency with a ton of cap they had they were not going to get anyone that was a big free agent class with durant instead of splurging during that big free agent class on 40 million dollars a year players they went out and got a way overpaid auto quarter. I knew that from the start. I did think it would be better. I agree. But it was literally to set themselves up to have cap space going into this year. Well, cap space dried up, or the free agent market dried up because of the fact that, like all these guys t- took extensions, so the Bulls were able to leverage an expiring deal to acquire an all-star big man that is underpaid, in my opinion, for the next two and a half seasons. So the trade worked out on both ends. So Otter Porter, no, he was worse than I thought he was going to be, for sure. But it still doesn't mean it wasn't a good trade. This, And I never said the word dynamic player, just throwing words in my mouth. This is an exciting trade because it actually makes the franchise better, not only now, but over the next couple of years. And he's worth the money he's being paid.
1: So Nikola Vucevic, as we dissect Bulls trade deadline day, and by the way, before we even do that, congratulations to our Turnus, Karnaschovas, Mark Eversley, throw Billy Donovan in there too. This is what a trade deadline day should look like when your team is borderline, if not completely abominable. And the Bulls have been sitting back. They have been... Very, very patient and very, very timid. Today was not timid at all. And here, Vucevic, this year, career best 24 and a half points per game, 11.8 rebounds. He shoots almost 41% from three. He is your quintessential pick and pop big man who can score both in the post and because
2: they say one through four protected it's it's nearly almost lottery protected because just the way the lottery works the bulls literally cannot if they were to land 12th which i think is where they're at now they can't or tenth maybe they can't act you can't move up five to nine so it's actually top like nine protected basically and you know they're not bad enough that they were gonna you know, they're not bad enough that they were going to slide into a bottom five team with the lottery, right? It just wasn't going to happen this year. There's just more talent than there was a couple of years ago. Back to my point is that if this trade was two years ago, it just, let's say Vucevic was the same age two years ago. Like adding someone like him wouldn't make as much sense because the Bulls were were further off and they were terrible. So you were basically giving up a top seven pick. Now you're more towards the teens. What you hope is that, you know, he's still playing at a high level. So is Levine. Some Patrick Williams has developed That the 2023 pick. The goal is that you, that's in the 20s, you know? So how much did they, they really give up? Now, as far as your question on what are they, I mean, for the time being, yes, it makes them better, but it's not going to make them the contender. So they just weren't bad enough to add potential impact talent at the top of the draft, like a Cade Cunningham, barring getting Derrick Rose-type lucky in 08, or a Jalen Suggs. So you add the fit makes sense, but now you add Levine, you have Vucevic, you have a developing Patrick Williams, a two-way player with a lot of upside, and if you can solidify the point guard position, and you are not far off, from a team that has the potential down the road to in the next couple of years even if you add to compete in the Eastern Conference that does no longer has LeBron James and a dominant force that's going to stop them from winning. I understand how talented Brooklyn is, but I just I see the room and I see the trajectory and I that's why it excites me about the trend.
1: And just look okay, uh, okay, couple things. Number 1 when you look at I can catch it. If, let's go back if you will, with me to the 2017 draft when the Bulls drafted Lowry, and number seven. Okay, now you do you remember who went 13 and 14 in that draft?
2: No, I mean I'm sure it's someone. I'm guessing the way you're turning it, someone pretty darn good. Yeah, right? I, I am turning it that way,
1: <laughs> right? I'm I'm using evidence in the past to cherry pick points, which is a little bit unfair, but I but it is yeah. but it is worth just mentioning. It, you you have to get the point is that the opportunities traditionally every year they're there you just have to get it right like this year the bulls everybody said the fourth pick sucks the, the, the top three are only patrick williams has the potential to end up being the best player in this draft i mean that's way tall but,
2: I, I no, i i'm not you know my love i'm not gonna Discount that
1: opinion, <laughs> right? So I'm just—he had listen. The guy's 19 years old. He's—he's. He's, we've seen he's got a ways to go, but we've also seen some level of potential that has 99.9 percent of Bulls fans excited, and they should be. In 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 2017, the 13th pick was Donovan Mitchell. The 14th pick was Bam Adebayo. Uh, so.
2: Yeah, I know. You said you said it yourself. You're you're cherry picking. You're right. It happens. Like the same thing we talked about second round picks and bulls messing that up. They're just fewer and far further between. So the odds of striking gold in the low teens is a lot low. Like star potential you know, gold sure. is a lot lower than getting in the top five. And if but so we, can it happen? Certainly. I mean we saw that one thing I was wrong about, you're calling me out wrong. I don't think I was wrong about Otto Porter, is that I liked the trade up for Doug McDermott. And Gary Harrison uh Nurchich went you know, they meant that the Bulls picked them, but they could have picked them, right? Those players turned they, out well. But it, it just it's just not as likely, I guess. And
1: e-, e even the Wendell Carter Junior pick. Next selection, Colin Sexton. After that, yeah. uh, uh, after...
2: But who uh, went before him? Mo Obama, right? So that complete, was a better, complete, better pick than com, Mo Bamba. Complete bust. And
1: Mo Bamba's, The knock on him before he came into the draft was that he doesn't like to play. He's not a worker. And that's exactly how it's played out in Orlando, which is why they want him out of there. Very talented. why they went
2: Carter. Right.
1: <laughs> we'll see. But, like, Wendell, to me, what I will miss about him... He is a worker. He is yes. a budding like solid veteran in the room calling out guys and he's only 21 years old. Like I am not if you're asking me what I buy or sell on Wendell Carter Jr right now in his NBA career, I am a buyer. Not, you know, I think I mean you're, the Bulls are trading him at the bottom. They're trading him after he's been benched and after he's had all sorts of uh you know, just a, a, mental hurdles that have come up this year. Issues, right? Con- com- exactly. That have been, quite frankly, surprising. That year, though, just to, you know, again, cherry-picking, but Sexton went next. Shea Gilgis-Alexander went 11th. Michael Porter Jr., who many thought was the most talented guy in that drive, went
2: 14th. People are afraid of the back end. Yeah, that injury. was injuries, though. I wanted the Bulls to take Porter that year at 7 and just gamble. Right.
1: I mean, so – and that same year, by the way, the Bulls took Hutch twenty two and Mo Wagner, uh, and, and went twenty fifth. Who now is apparently the Lakers, right? Uh, did they, did they yes. hold
2: on to Wagner? Casey Johnson reported that they were trying to trade him for Daniel Tice. I that so
1: that's <laughs> so that's what I'm hearing that they, that he is now. We got to double check that. Hang on. Um, I think he. I think they got yep, Tice he, for him. Rhodes
2: just tweeted. Daniel Tice to the Bulls.
1: So right, so so right, and then now they move Wagner in the in the Wizards deal for Daniel Tice. I like that play a lot. You need the point being where the Bulls are woefully short right now, and they just got better with that particular trade. Nobody on this team can guard. Zach Levine, bad defender. Kobe White, atrocious. Vucevic. Williams is a good defender. I'll say. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. But Vucevic. Stars. You, that's
2: fair. Yeah. I get your point.
1: Yeah. Vucevic okay. is maybe the worst offensive center in the NBA. I mean, he can. That's
2: wrong. He, I, that's wrong. He's bad. He's better. He's like Levine. He's better than that. The Bulls were getting torched by backup centers with Wendell Carter playing defense. He, he was probably worse. <sighs>
1: I see but like Wendell Carter should not be a bad defender. Like he just shouldn't be. I don't know how
2: what the hell's going on down there. He's just undersized against centers. To right. the coach's point, who's not here just because he's in Jamaica living it up.
1: Right. So. Well and and that and that is the issue there because look, you he did not and one of the reasons why he's now in Orlando is he never was able to adjust to playing center and the Bulls yeah. want to pick and pop at center, which is what Vucevic is. And he didn't fit that being said, so, so he should be playing the four, and guarding fours, he should be very good. And a guy that can jump out and guard someone on the perimeter, too, and create some problems. Like, I I think Wendell has a place in this league. He, me, and, me too.
2: Yeah. I, I like him, and I hope he does well. And to your point, he's a worker. He's smart. Like, I like how he challenges guys. Like, I, I like him, but I just – here's a, the other point about getting rid of him is that – you know, we're talking about, we get to marketing in a second here, but in a year from now, we'd be having similar types of conversations with Wendell. He's going to be a restricted free agent. It's like, is he worth it? If he hasn't improved much, like how much are you going to have to pay him? So they got out ahead of that a little bit and acquired a guy that likely is going to have a much better overall career, even as we don't know what Carter is um, in, in Vucevic. And you know, you said you know we trade him kind of at his bottom to an extent, yeah. But did they? It's not like they didn't. It's not like they just sold him for parts on the dollar. They got an all-star center. He just happens to be the best player going the other direction. So
1: right, right. I don't know. Okay, and so. Just a rat. Like, uh, there's so much going on today, but let's bring it back to um, what I love it. I yeah, love deadline. It, it day. was a phenomenal Beautiful. day, just a phenomenal day. So the big, the big target today, which we knew of, we did not know. Obviously, this was an even bigger target who they landed. But the the target today was Lonzo Ball, and Lonzo is staying with New Orleans. Apparently, the Bulls were willing to give up marketing. but the Pelicans want wanted more, which makes sense because Lonzo is more accomplished, at least at this point, than Lowry. Although, if I was New Orleans, and I didn't like Lonzo, I would have have been willing to take a spin on Lowry. But then, you know, what is Lowry? What he is is soft and not good. So I get why it didn't happen. (laughs) And
2: (laughs) And what's his fit, right? Look at all the bigs they have in New Orleans. Right. You know, you have Zion, you have Jackson Hayes, there's Brandon Ingram. They have another guy that's even getting minutes before Jackson Hayes. So it's kind of tough.
1: Right. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. But so now – you can go into the off season and I think it's actually better that he wasn't moved. And if you want to try to get Lonzo ball and you think the price is right, I don't think they'll be able to do it. They'll have to, you know, they're going to have to, they'll have to wave some guys. Thaddeus young will have to go out the window, but that's what it would take to, to get a guy like that. And, and, and and maybe they'll think that it's worth it. I don't know. Um, What I'm surprised that Lonzo didn't move, but he didn't. So I, I don't know what I think overall for the bulls, It would have been great to get him, but the fact that he didn't move and that he'll be a target for him in the offseason, it's certainly interesting. How's that?
2: Yeah, it sounds like they wanted draft capital, and the Bulls have just traded two first-rounders, and they probably didn't want to trade 2022 as well, right, and drop three straight picks. And I'm not obviously a a cap expert. I'm not really an expert in anything by any stretch. But you look at, from what I've read, is that based on – the Bulls holding on to in because the and Vucevic fit is just non-existent. Like mix, like those two seem like they're you know oil and water. They just won't mix on the court. But at the very least, it will give them some sign and trade opportunities if they should pursue someone like Lonzo Ball and trying to sign him to an offer sheet. Um, either way, I think it speaks volumes to the fact that the Bulls clearly have made it known that they're trying to upgrade the point guard position. I think Lonzo Ball's a a great fit. Um, They didn't land him, but this isn't the last of it. Again, this team's not trying to win the championship this year. They're trying to get pieces here and there, and if it's this offseason, that makes more sense, and they can make it under the cap and, you know, make a trade, sign-and-trade with Lowry or, you know, cut Sato or wave Sato as a result to bring him in. I think that's something they'll, they'll certainly consider
1: what did you make of the Celtics who are, I is it Boston trying to win
2: why are you trading I don't, I don't understand that I don't know Tyce's contract situation
1: but it's like, he played 31 he, minutes he, he, less he's, he's, like, a, he's starter a way for better
2: player than Mo Wagner I don't I don't get it like that seems like a slam dunk win unless I'm missing something yeah I, I, I even the Troy Brown trade he's had a terrible year. But the dude's 21, makes no money. Had a good year last year, and we gave up Hutchison and like Gafford, who are very, you know, replaceable players. So maybe it's change of scenery. But it just all like I'm missing something. I feel like all three of these trades, and it doesn't always work out like this. It never does. But just seem to favor the Bulls. I agree with you on the Boston piece, though. Like Tyson's this is a nice ad, You know, for like center off the bench.
1: D- does Mo Wagner even play? Like hold on, let me, let me pull up his stats. He plays. I, but you're you're but trying I mean, to. I it's not like the Wizards aren't good, right? So. You, you're trying to win. Daniel Tice is a, he's a he's kind of an anomaly. I mean, not not completely, but he can shoot it a little, and he's
2: physical down yeah. low. Uh, I he's t- he's tough-minded. I yeah, you know I I mean, obviously Mo, I don't know the guy. Mo Wagner Boston.
1: he didn't. He's smarter
2: than us, but inle-
1: I, unless he was hurt, I'm he, with you he didn't play against in in five straight games. Then he had, uh, you know, he played 23 minutes against the Knicks earlier this week. But, like, I don't, I, okay. I mean, he's averaged, Mo Wagner in his career is uh, playing 15 minutes a night, and he's averaging, you know, seven a game. I don't know. I I, I don't. I, I feel like the Bulls put in a, got a player that they absolutely positively had to have. They needed some toughness, and Tice will help them. So,
2: yeah, I I agree. I'm looking at him now. He's started 37 games, right? In like, 42. I knew he started, but like, he's got. It's th- 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 just it signals a, to me. It's I don't want I don't want to overstate it, but almost like a culture shift to an extent. It's like, hey, we're past this. We're just going to be absolutely terrible every year. Let's add some guys that have been there before. And it's it's hard to quantify with like statistics and stuff like that. But someone like Tice, I think, adds certainly that. You know he's not going to make this team a contender, but he adds some of the attitude and and toughness and defense that this group's going to need if they're ever going to get to that level in the next few years. And rewinding back too,
1: by the way, as far as like everything turning up bulls, Troy Brown averaged ten a game last year. It's he's,
2: I'm saying He was good last year at twenty. It, he's twenty.
1: It, he's a wing. He's physical. He's another decent defender, right? Yeah,
2: he's good defensively.
1: So. That I mean that trade is a bunch of like okay let's give up on our disappointment for your disappointment right but and I didn't understand like Daniel Gafford you have the physical capability to be an impact defensive player in this league if you ever got a you know had a clue of what's going on out there like <laughs> you should right. be good dude you can you have I agree. you have good bounce you you could be a force out there but like you just never knew where the basketball was like I, yep. So I, I I mean the Wizards I guess are betting on that and, and maybe they'll be able to teach him uh, what 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 didn't happen in Chicago but I and and Hutch too I like you know you look at him got good size good like looks like it could could be a good wing but he's not yeah. that he's not that athletic like he's just there's there's no real speed there I didn't hate him um, but I do think this is like two yeah. organizations looking at players like okay I think we can fix him and we think we can fix them all right let's do it let's go.
2: Yeah, because if they trade Wagner for that, so the trade is essentially Hutchison and Gafford for Tice and Troy Brown. And I'm like, what am I? What am I missing there? Right? Like, like how does that seem? Like if you were to put that trade into NBA 2K, it gets rejected by the computer.
1: <laughs> yeah, and if you were to put it in an ESPN trade machine, it would say that your win your win likelihood just went up by six games or four games. You.
2: Yeah, you, yeah. and Tice is on a expiring deal, so it's not like they you know have to pay him after this year. The, right, the so, Celtics traded for Fournier uh, too. so said, "Don't Google my name." But he'll help their shooting. But they're what, where they've struggled. The Celtics is, you know, rim protection and in down low. So I'm I'm confused
1: too. Well, and a lot of people have been mostly confused by Danny Ainge. Although some things have turned up glorious, like the Tatum trade or the Tatum draft pick. However, you want
2: to. Yeah, that was brilliant. That was and Jalen Brown. And Jalen Brown. When people thought he, he was going to go, he, they thought he went too high. They're like, oh, he could have traded back a few picks and got him, and then he's just been a stud. So, um, But unless they're trying to just open up more minutes for Robert Williams, I don't know. This isn't a Celtics podcast. I'm not trying to figure it out. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair take.
1: Okay, so let's just, as we wrap up here, you now have however many games are left in the season. What is it? 70? I don't It doesn't matter whatever's left in the season to figure out what you have now i'm expecting they're going to be in the playoffs right i mean
2: they're i mean he certainly helps their wins I, their schedule though is about to get pretty brutal isn't it? it they had the easiest part of their schedule after the all-star break is already over and they played horribly in it
1: yeah and and by the way i and now it well it really doesn't matter if they you, you really wanted to make the playoffs because you're not going to have your draft pick. By the way, Victor Oladipo, Oladipo going to Miami was, is, is interesting. Uh,
2: Very. Had, yeah. Right at the deadline, the Lowry got kept. It sounded like, I mean, these are all rumors that the Raptors wanted a hero. I'm not giving up Hero either. If I can get Oladipo without giving up a hero. Yeah. So. no. And yeah, Kyle. I, was, I mean, and, so here's the Miami is, is something that I bring up quite a bit. Right. So, you look at where the Heat were two, three years ago. Not and this is kind of what teams aspire to be. What do they have? Nothing. Literally nothing. They had they just drafted Bam, who you saw the potential in right away. He's obviously turned into an all-star caliber player. They drafted Tyler Hero, who's another one of those late picks to your point that that's turned out. Duncan Robinson was in the G League that was fortunate he, they they had goran dragic savet and then they 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 had nothing could you if, if somebody told you 2 years ago that the miami heat would have been in the finals you would have no chance of believing them but they were one player away from adding like from getting there they have a great coach good front office they had jimmy butler and boom they're in the finals and now they had aldoepo the like i just think that's the path the bulls are trying to take is methodically get closer and if they can find somehow a way to get another type of star, then they could be at that level. It's not out of the question. It's not as ridiculous as it might seem.
1: Yeah, and by the way, they're just looking at the schedule. It's not that daunting. You got it's not. no. You, well, you got you're at San Antonio. It's a winnable game. They're at Golden State. Another winnable game. At Phoenix, just mm-hmm. get get one of those three. Um, that, and then you're at Utah. So okay, you got a four game skid. It's four game roadie. That's tough. Don't lose all four. Get one. Then you've got, and then and then you come home to Brooklyn. Okay, so if the Nets are healthy, that's a big if. That's a tough game. But then Indiana, Toronto, Atlanta, Minnesota, Memphis, Orlando, Memphis, Cleveland, Boston, Cleveland. Okay, I mean so we're all right there. Charlotte, like a lot of winnable games coming up. I I think they get in. I I do. Um, and this should be, by the way, when they show up at practice. I mean Zach Zach Levine's got to be on cloud nine right now. He, abs- he has to be, uh, and, and maybe those, you know, whatever, you you, you miss certain guys, but I, I don't know what, what the relationship was with him and Wendell, but he's got to be absolutely thrilled that they just got a 24-12 and, and 12 guy coming who plays pick and pop, who's not going to clog up the lane, and who he can kick to and is going to pile up his assists. I mean that, yeah. I mean he should be. Thrilled. And they are telling
2: them they're going to build around him, right? Like because it, it complements his skill set too. Like he was not around, involved in trade rumors, you know, at all leading up to, to this deadline. He was in the past, but they're going to build around him. They, they clearly see him as a cornerstone, as a top three player that they can build around to be a contending team, along with Vucevic. And to your point, complements him perfectly. So. Yeah, and for the people that
1: responded to my give me your top one Otto Porter memory, I love all of you. Uh, Dave Zaslowski, has he had one? John Bueller, this tweet, uh, which that was said by a a bunch of people. (laughs) The one time he was hurt all the time from Mike Hall, y'all. Ben Russo, when he was part of the deal that got the Bulls Vucevic. Uh, Chad Crane, the day he went to Orlando, Uh, and then there's, here's one, Josh Santorelli. He knows yet. Do you think he knows he's been traded? (laughs) 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 I'd love to know how he, what he was doing when he found out he was probably just, you know, straight chilling, doing the auto. Um, Josh Santarelli did, did tweet. I went to a game where he dropped 37 points versus Memphis. I, I'd have to double check that that absolutely happened. A lot of people said today, uh, including David Kaplan, who got like 3000 likes on his today retweeting me. Mine's got like 20 that likes
2: was right away about it. Jordan goes, what's your favorite memory? And I literally said
1: today. (laughs) Today was very popular. But the most popular by far was was all the Lionel Richies and Gas Money Bob tweeting Lionel Richie dancing on the ceiling. (laughs) An actual (laughs) (laughs) GIF. Oh, God. Which I feel is like somewhat wrong, but yet brilliant all at the same time. Um, and then actually, then there's Sears Center Uber, him dancing at bottled blonde with the boot on. When when Otto Porter was spotted in the middle of the pandemic with uh drunk and just wearing his boot and just chilling out, I'm like, this guy hey, is this
2: bottled guy- blonde, too? Come on, man. This guy that the- makes a lot of sense, though. This guy's the greatest. Um, I- <laughs> it was pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love him.
1: Otto Porter. Wow. 30 some odd million or whatever the hell he was making. 28 million. Never did one damn thing. Made a couple of jump shots and just headed out the door. Uh, Otto's hurt. What's he? he's back sore. Okay. Can you,
2: can, doesn't that sound amazing though? It does. It like does. if somebody was like, Hey Mark, do less podcasts, record less, and we're going to pay you 10x of what you're making now. Wouldn't that be it? Wouldn't that be great?
1: Hey, dude, we really like that one little stretch you had at some point in time. We're going to pay you $30 million a year for four years and just, yeah, don't do anything the rest of your life. Hey,
2: you know that that CTL appearance that you made like six <laughs> years ago, talking about the 2015 Cubs? That was solid. Six figures. Ahead, seven figures, eight figures, right here and now. I love it. And do less. You don't have to even go back on CTL because it's not a show anyway. But you're, you're, that's basically what they did, to Otto.
1: You're not here for you. You're here for your contract. We we actually you don't even need to exist. Just <laughs> just just go ahead and do whatever you do. We're good. Uh, we missed our guy, Coach A, today. He's down, as you mentioned. What is he? Jamaica, Mexico? What was it again? Jamaica. Yeah, big, uh, big time, Coach A move. So we'll, we'll get him back next week. But uh, there it is. He loves the deal, by the way. He loves. We can speak for him. Loves the deal. Loves the deal. All right. Um, Hey, I, I'm, I'm, I, uh, I was down on it until top four protected. Like, okay, fine. You're giving that up. That is nice that, because
2: if they do miss. I would be terrified to miss out in the top four in, in this in this draft specifically so right and I that's,
1: agree. and that's not on the table and okay let's go Nick just just know that uh a couple more defenders and one more really good player and yes the bulls will have something which is amazing so all right
2: uh I, I know you're trying to wrap up and I have one question yeah. real quick I know he hasn't played a game in a bulls uniform but given his career, and where he's at to this point, let's say he plays just like that flat the next few years, not necessarily where he'd rank as a bowl center, but centers that played on the Bulls. Where does he rank as his career? Is he, that's an like, interesting question. I'm trying to think like Joe Noah is obviously up there. Artis Gilmore, who might like just, you know, top of that, but like in the last 30 years, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's number two, right?
1: Yeah, I think he is. I mean, Gilmore is the greatest center that's ever played for the franchise and should never have been traded. By the way, that was ridiculous. Um, but, uh, and I, somehow I think was cross involved in that or no, it was the Ray Meyer thing. I I forget, but, uh, and I got a great artist Gilmore story, by the way, they, they were at the, the NBA draft that they had at the Hilton when they would announce uh, who the Bulls picked way back in the day. And, uh, Krause comes storming up on stage. He like grabs the mic. He like, we're bringing him back. We're bringing him back. And people got so excited, like what he was going to say. And he just goes, the A train. And at that point, <laughs> artist Gilmore was like 90 years old. It was the most ridiculous thing ever.
2: <laughs> and
1: that was also the night fade.
2: So I am young where I never saw him play live. Yeah. But if you're like me and never got – look like you're a stack guy. Look at his numbers. And even like some of his advanced numbers, they're ridiculous. Like he's easily, even though he's highly regarded as a bull, I feel like he has to be hands down still the most underrated bull ever. They're they're ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it's true. And look, that guy would have, uh, also first-class individual artist, but uh, Hall of Fame or all of it, the A-Train's, you know, had the hook, baby. Give me the lefty hook and just, it could also throw it down. There's some if you want to go, he's past his prime too. But there's some great YouTube of him battling Jabbar, Lakers, Spurs, uh, Western Conference Finals games. A train, A -A train, slightly
2: so Vucevic is slightly behind an Artis Gilmore. He's behind, slightly behind a Joe, slightly ahead of a Joe Klein, maybe, maybe slightly ahead of a a Robert Parrish in '97 Bulls. He's somewhere in between.
1: For my own bias, I would say A train, Noah. Vucevic is ahead of Cartwright. Yes. Um, big, big we Bill. We love Bill. Nothing against Bill. Would you be up to do a quick... Vucevic is an all star, though. Uh, am, I, am I
2: missing uh, anyone? No, right?
1: No, you're not. I mean, Besides Dave. Besides
2: Dolly Bagarich, but Dave, that's
1: it. My man, Dave Corzine. But since you brought this up, it actually uh, um, reminds me that.
2: Granville waiters passed away oh so, yeah I saw that I've actually been waiting for you to chime in about this because I figured this was this is a guy that you probably can break down
1: so Granville Sam Smith wrote an incredible piece on him it like brought me to tears Granville the gentle giant and there were some quotes in there like Collins had him start because Corzine couldn't play 40 minutes and he wanted Dave you know basically to play you know from the middle of the third quarter on. Which has just talked about the level of talent that the Bulls had on this is Jordan's third year. They went forty and forty two. Mike average. Grant
2: Pippin's rookie, right? No, is it it's a rookie year or one, it one year?
1: One year before. One year before. Wow. So Mike averages thirty seven, two hundred steals, hundred blocks. Should have been the MVP on a forty and forty two team. The, I mean, the Bulls roster was so unbelievably bad. Steve Coulter, Granville, Waiters. Uh Gene Banks, these I mean they Was Pax on that team? Uh Pax was on the team. He the the Bulls they went out and we mentioned this on one of the other podcasts. They went out uh you know, they they, they drafted Brad Sellers and uh Krause was out there saying out uh, like he's seven feet but he plays like he's six seven. and then at that time' it was like when is that ever a good thing don't you want the seven footer to play like a seven footer you weirdo right um, but but so and then and then it, he also said that Steve Coulter and 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 Brad sellers are gonna be household names by the end of the year and Jordan wanted them to pick Johnny Dawkins they picked sellers and so he torched Coulter and then Krause had to trade him I mean they they they, they were atrocious but Granville was just this you know he was bald in college the guy was bald at Ohio State in the early 80s playing at McGall Hall taking on Northwestern and so here he is like barely in the league but yet starting on a terrible Bulls team and they used to have picture day right and you would get you'd go through the line and then you get your picture with four Bulls so one year in my four was Granville all right and and you go up, you know, you're you're begging for Jordan, and like you know most of the players, but you like like young Carm. I didn't know anything to, what to say to Granville, so then I get up to him and I just look at him and I'm like, Granville, you're pretty tall. <laughs> and seven foot Granville looks down at four to me and just looks at me. He's like, Uh huh. You're pretty short. <laughs> That's your guy. <laughs> and that's my guy. <laughs> that, you weren't you weren't wrong. That's, that's my guy. That's my experience with Granville waiters. Um but he was like this but Granville was just this class, nice dude who on old Bulls tapes like Jeannie Morris profiling the Bulls back then, like Granville's playing cards and everybody liked Granville and at Any rate, uh I really uh really
2: young too. He passed wasn't he sixty? He's sixty years old.
1: Big men don't live long. Yeah. RIP Mo Malone, RIP Daryl Dawkins. It's uh bummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll wrap it up on that. Granville waiters tying it all, all together to uh, a very busy Bulls trade deadline day. Hey, uh, please subscribe to the DeWindy City podcast it is greatly helpful and if there's anything else you can do to help it's uh going to manscape.com putting in that fan-sided code fan 20 and getting yourself the lawnmower kit it's unbelievable it takes care of it take care of you uh for your men out there and your below the waist grooming needs Pito. i know you're a huge fan so uh, the, if you want to support the podcast that's uh, the best way to do it we'll see you next week after the bulls win three in a row and a stunner on a west coast road trip right Pito?
2: Bulls are back.